Take the guesswork out of your cannabis shopping with ECS DNA Kit by Endo Canna Health. I did this years ago and it continues to empower me to get nerdy with my cannabis choices, which you know I like. If you've watched our Cannabis Legalization News podcast, did you know that right now you can save 25% off your DNA test at endodna.com? That's E-N-D-O-D-N-A.com and use promo code POD25. That is P-O-D, the number two, the number five. Your purchase includes the EndoDNA Collection Kit. Endo decoded report, personalized cannabinoid and terpene suggestion, endo aligned product matching in your state, suggested dosage guidelines, and optimum methods of administration. Once you know your personal ECS data, you can shop endo supplements tailored specifically for you. And right now, Endo DNA is celebrating their new patent with a BOGO offer on their Afeka soft gels lineup. Since so many of you struggle with sleep, I want to highlight Afeka Unwind created to support healthy sleep cycles using a patented proprietary formula of hemp-derived CBD, terpenes, and essential oils. If sleep is eluding you, sweet dreams are made of this. So buy one, get one, my friend. You can shop online at endodna.com. And don't forget promo code POD25 at checkout to save 25% on your DNA test kit. What's up? It is 2 p.m. on a Wednesday afternoon. Thanks for tuning in to Cannabis Legalization News, where we explain marijuana laws so you can change them. Today, the big story is uh, Connecticut. Not Vermont. We were talking about Vermont earlier, but Connecticut is going to vote on legalization tonight. What do you guys think is going to happen? They're debating right now. How are you feeling about it? Oh, I bet that it's going to pass. I mean, why not? Most things have been leaking towards that. Is it for legalization or recreational or medical? Rec. Rec. Oh, it's, right. it's, it's on wreck, and then we could actually go straight to it. I mean, do we have the? Because are they literally debating right now? We might be able to see some really boss, um, outdated, totally reefer madness crap. You know, the children. Oh, the children. Let's see if we can say. Think about the children. Now, hey, Miggy, right. why don't you tell everybody why you're so tan? Oh yeah, man. Mexico was great with the Cabo. Uh, you know, here we go. Uh, but yeah, no, do matter of fact about Mexico, there's so much to learn uh, for prohibition. The fact that I can go to a pharmacy in Mexico and uh, uh, buy like I don't know Valium and, and Vicodin, you know, without a prescription, opposed to the states where you need one. Mm-hmm. But yet they have the shittiest weed. Like they did. You know, when you were able to come on the show, it was an international episode because you were in Cabo, and then you were able to give us uh, the strain of the day, which was swag. But it's just, it just seems to me in a world where I can get fucking Vicodin over the counter, I should be able to get weed, like good, decent, you know, if it was treated and grown properly. Uh, I mean, why? It's like an effect of prohibition, right? Like, uh, if. Why is the United States is so controlling? Like, like I, I when Laura was talking about Vermont earlier, is because I shared an article about how Vermont legalized a drug that is actually for the opioid, like anti-opioid, like to help with the uh, disease. Right. And the fact that a state has to legalize something that helps uh, a condition that's bad, like a, 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 a addiction, um, it just shows you that uh, prohibition is not here to to make it better. Prohibition is not here to 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 to, to make things. Uh, you know, uh, correct. It's just they're the limit and control. Yep. You know, that's what it seems like. It's just why is marijuana illegal? 
Why? Why, why? why can I get like stuff like, uh, you know, uh, where you see a commercial disclaimer says, uh, well, you know, it may cause a uh, uh, hard breathing, uh, lung collapse and uh, internal bleeding. But, but let, they always you know, have great names like Trulicity or Abilify or like yeah. what's, uh, any name of drugs. That has to be a, a pretty cool job to have. It's like, what do you do? I name drugs. Oh, so like uh, this, this drug is good for your, your colon. And then, okay, we're going to call that Cologuard. Oh, wow. You're good at your job. Uh, But you know, another thing that Connecticut is doing is they're saying the same thing that every state says when they pass the law, that theirs is going to be the model for the United States. So Connecticut governor brags on his stuff saying that it's going to be the model for the United States as their house prepares to vote. Connecticut Democratic legislative leaders said they remain confident that a marijuana legalization bill that cleared the Senate early Tuesday morning will advance through the House and get to the governor before the end of the session. Wow. Yep. Some of the details, though, include uh, uh, adults 21 and older can possess up to 1.5 ounces of cannabis starting on July 1st and will establish a retail market with Rojo's anticipating sales to launch in May 22. Retail sales coming for May 2022. Uh, Regulators for the Department of Consumer Protection would be responsible for issuing license to growers, retailers, manufacturers, and delivery services. Hey, social equity. We got social Mm -hmm. equity applicants defined as people who lived in the geographic areas disproportionately impacted by the war on drugs and who make no more than three times the state's median income would be entitled to half of those licenses. So now we're doing financial restrictions. That's right. It's uh, they. This is one of the the. the things in cannabis and hey guys you know thanks for joining us today don't forget to click the like button and subscribe to the channel because on sunday we have the ArcView group on we already talked to them so if you're wondering about how a, a social equity applicant like yourself can get some funding tune into that one as the legalization of cannabis is turning into essentially being the legalization of cannabis licenses for people that are social equity which seems strange because they're, they're opening the door only to these people that have social equity and then they have like income limits on it it's like well you can get a cannabis license but you're too poor to actually do it you know and and so like now you actually need to go it's gonna it's gonna gum up the system because now you have to have somebody who has money give you money so that you can get your cannabis license opened um what's interesting well each of these monopolies are going to be enabled until we get a federal policy right until mcconnell or uh the the guy uh nadler whatever the guy from new york Right. Uh, Schumer. Schumer. Oh, Nadler's, they're both from New York. One's just in the House and one's in the Senate. Schumer's yeah. in the Senate. Yeah. But the, the, again, you know, until we get a, a federal something, none of this means shit. Like, 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 it's still a monopoly in small states. And that's what this game is going to be for a while, right? Like, the game of illegalization state by state is a domino of just uh, ML, uh, MSOs? MSOs. Yes, multi-state operators. Hey, man, I had a week of margaritas and sun. Gotta give me a minute. You you do look like you got all of the sun, all of that I, Mexican sun. I try to take it all in. You had, hey, to by take the way, it all in. What? dude. What was another crazy thing about Mexico? I think I told you is they some states because Mexico's divided the states like the United States, right? The mm-hmm. different areas, but uh, not all the states in Mexico. But during an election time, which happened this past weekend when I was there, uh, some states stopped alcohol, st- selling alcohol. I was like, they want you to have a sober mind to 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 make your decision, which I thought blew my mind. Like, would that happen in the United States? Would we be able to say, hey, we as a people need to get our shit together 
and mm-hmm. say, take this day off. Dude, I got we got lost. To take the day off, I think, is a good thing. But like our yeah. nation's history has a storied past of George Washington buying gallons of liquor for his supporters. And like, you know, hey, why'd you vote for that guy? He got me drunk. That's a thing in American history. Now, it is. I, 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 this is something I want to know about Mexico. Was weed legal yet? So it's small possessions, everything, but not the infrastructure, not the market, not a, you know, it's still going to be uh, a traditional market for well, the longest that, time. That's the thing, like, because like uh, Mexico has been saying that they're going to legalize weed for as long as we've been doing the podcast, and they still haven't. Right now. Let's go back to the, the Connecticut uh, bill and summary of that. Significant amounts of tax revenue from cannabis sales will go toward community reinvestment, which is great because there's going to be a lot of tax dollars. And that's really one of the best ways that they've been able to accomplish social equity so far is at least putting the money back to where they've heard it uh, yeah. on the back end. And then, of course, you know, it's great. They're going to be social equity applicants. We're going to find out all about how to apply. And let's see here. Expungement would apply to possession convictions from January 1, 2000 through September. 15th, 2015. Interesting. I'm wondering why that would. And then after July 1st, 2022, individuals can petition to have other cannabis convictions erased, which is great. Now, of course, if you're trying to get the social equity points, first get the proof of your arrest (laughs) and then get it expunged. You know, take the proof first. Well, positive note, home grows on there. Home cultivation will be permitted first to the medical patients and then later to the adult consumers, which Mm -hmm. I mean, how do you? Well, huh? Well, you should have it uh, to the medical patients first. The medical patients need that safe access to the cannabis that so they can grow it and control their supply and not have to pay an arm and a leg. Because, you know, in a, a medical eighth is still 60 bucks here in uh, uh, Illinois. Cheapest I saw it was a $40 uh, sale that they were having. But uh, I'm not sure. I didn't so buy any. If they're allowing home grow, though, and they're limiting to that type of um, structure, I wonder if uh, they're going to actually have an infrastructure of like the seeds and clones because that'd be the first state that actually has that yep yep um i don't think like uh, i know that you can buy seeds and clones in in various states like colorado or oklahoma and california but i have no idea how they're going to be doing it in connecticut we have to continue to go through that i mean a lot of it's about like the changing of possession laws and local governments uh let's see until June 30th, 2024, the number of licensed cannabis retailers cannot exceed one per 25,000 residents. After that, state regulators will set a new maximum. I've already done the math on this. It's 120 dispensary licenses that could be coming to the state of Connecticut. And if you want one of them, go follow me on Instagram at Cannabis Industry Lawyer and send me something that says, hey, how do I get one of those? And then we'll work from there. We got a, uh, a listener submitted a, a, another Connecticut article saying that the Connecticut House Speaker says final vote on legal weed will happen in special session before end of June. So, I mean, I guess it's going to happen 100%. Like, no shit. Yep. What's the population in Connecticut? Connecticut's about three and a half. It's more than three million, less than four. And so it's got about the population of Mississippi, but it's dinky. You know, it's a tiny little uh, state. And so it has to be very densely populated. It'd be a great place to put a dispensary. Yeah, well, isn't Connecticut one of the... 
older, like the northern states. Like it's New England. It's one of the original thirteen colonies. Yeah, so it's gonna be more progressive. You think? I don't know. I have no idea. But uh, among the other revisions that the Senate made, uh, it made a uh, deleted a section that would have allowed backers of marijuana producers to obtain cultivation licenses without being subject to the lottery, and clarifies a higher percentage of equity joint ventures from being disproportionate, and clarifies that a higher percentage of equity joint venture owners be from disproportionately impacted area. It also mm. expands equity provisions of the bill so that 100% of the profits with joint ventures from with existing businesses go to equity partners rather than 5% in the original bill and exempts medical marijuana from potency limits that apply to adult use products. Oh, potency limits. Yay. Well, I like this one, though. The smell of cannabis alone will no longer be a legal basis for a law enforcement stop and search an individual. Nor would suspect the possession of up to five ounces of marijuana. Nice. Well, the first uh, provisions or the first applications will be coming this fall in September of 2021 when the existing medical dispensaries can become hybrid retailers and also start serving adult use consumers. However, they are going to have to pay a $1 million fee. So, um, yikes. So, uh, uh, also, uh, rental tenants are getting in students, uh, institutions of higher learning and professionals in licensed occupations would be protected from certain types of discrimination around cannabis use. I think that's great that they're thinking about the people. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, thanks, Don, for that article that you submitted to us. Yep. And then stay tuned. I'm going to we have a wrap up of the entire Connecticut law. I'll do a video on that and post it just so that when people are searching in like six months when actually something happens and people are getting ready to start doing their cannabis applications in Connecticut, you shouldn't wait six months. You should get going now because real estate's expensive. Well, it uh, looks like they know. have a lot of uh, laid out infrastructure, uh, you know, with this, the regulations and how it's going to be. I think it might be okay. Might be but okay. Is, is, did, it, did it say who who's going to be in charge? Are they creating a new board or is it just going to go straight to the health? It was going to be the health department. They said those okay. are the people that are going to be in charge. Oh, and not the health department. The Department of Consumer Protection. Okay. They're looking out for you. Yeah, there are. And I'm here from the government and I'm here to help. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, it's funny, just like here in Washington State would be allowed to enter into cannabis related agreements with tribal governments such as the Mishantic Pequot tribe and the Mohegan tribe of Indians. You know, I just again, because Washington State, they did that. They they have a, an agreement with the tribes here. Uh, I just never understood why the tribes waited for the states themselves to legalize like as a sovereign nation. Couldn't they just legalize it amongst themselves? I know like peyote's use for spiritual use, but again, I mean, I guess just pushing boundaries, right? Kind of like how uh, America exported prohibition so well that uh, uh, we've convinced everybody that marijuana is bad. Like how? I don't know. I'm pretty sure that nobody's convinced me that marijuana is bad. I can make the uh, exact opposite argument fairly persuasively, in my opinion, but that's only because facts matter, not necessarily in politics. That's one of the things that I really don't like too much about existence is that um, anything can be politicized. And also, uh, people will believe lies that fit their narrative in their head rather than facts. Sure. I well, that, no, I, I agree. That's the thing that's been like, so like the whole week in Mexico, right? And I'm still paying attention to American news and, and seeing what's going on. And as, as I experience in the, the sun, like I, I, I got a pretty good position in life, right? Dude, I, I consider myself more of an RF mechanic, right? I'm not an engineer but I can probably fix it for you if you needed to. Yeah. Whereas I'm down there drinking a margarita, enjoying my day. And uh, uh, all these, the fishermen 
and people of actual substance and, and workers like like from my wife was a real vacation because she works in grocery she mm -hmm. deals with the people in general are just a-hole sometimes but oh especially to uh, grocery store workers i mean come on right but, but but i mean the thing is like i was thinking like what if a zombie apocalypse blackout happened right now the value of what i do and who i am really wouldn't be much compared to the fishermen Right. Like, right. But right now I make more money than him because society or whatever. I mean, right. I'm just going off this weird tangent. If I had like just as an imbalance of like BS that we accepted and, and, they, and it bleeds into the politics and it bleeds into like the, the bullshit people who want to stick to one thing. The reason why I brought up the Schumer thing was because unless we end the filibuster, I don't think shit's going to happen. Then we don't have to end the filibuster. Or not, we can just go yeah. back to how it was. You know, I just want them to do the filibuster like they did it with Mr. Smith goes to Washington, where or or like Strom Thurmond peeing into like uh, you know his pants because he has been talking for twenty four hours straight. That's it. You know, if you object, great. Have a big conniption fit for as long as you freaking can, but then vote on the issue. It's yeah. stupid that we have this this um, filibuster as it is now where it's like, oh, no, I intend to object. Oh, OK. So nothing gets done because you filibustered it. Well, yes, right. I, I intend to object. You used to actually have to object and then talk. I mean, at, at great lengths. Exactly. I mean, that's the laziest way to go about things. How, this is why we're not having nice things is because, like you said, I can just say I intend. Like, yeah. And then, and then I, that means the rest of the room goes, oh, shit, there goes our whole day. We all agreed that we're going to sit this one out. Left that. You all need to sit in the same room. That is right. I tell you what. And hopefully you saw this uh, in our email newsletter. So while we were alive, our email newsletter just went out. If you guys want to sign up for that, you can go over to CannabisIndustryLawyer.com and sign up or get in touch with me that way. Uh, we also do have Cannabis Legalization News. The guys at Thunderstorm are working on rebuilding those sites. And so we hopefully are going to be live here pretty soon. Uh, and then I know that we'll probably be live sometime this summer when we are going on tour. Miggy and I just saw that we got our shirts. And so Miggy's shirts will probably be on for the next show because like he's in Seattle and that's where the shirts were shipped from. Now they're getting shipped over to Illinois. And then I will see you in one of those shirts on June 24th and 25th at the Cannabis Industrial Marketplace. That is CannabisIMP.com. Uh, Cannabis Industrial Marketplace is a a uh, source for growing, selling, and business equipments from growing media to seeds to packaging to processing to legal services and all aspects of the cannabis businesses happen at that cannabis industry marketplace. So please do head on over to Cannabis IMP and use our promo code CLB15 for 15% off of your ticket. And so it's uh, Chicago and then Michigan. But instead of Michigan, Miggy and I are going to hang out in Seattle. So uh, we need to hang out in Seattle and make some content. If you have a cannabis license in Seattle or Washington State and you want us on your show, uh, reach out and get in touch with us. And again, you know, events as, as, as the pandemic's wrapping up and as people are getting vaccinated, this is where it's at. You know, people like to meet in person and, and have handshakes and, and share cards and, and, and have that experience. And it's really good. Mm -hmm. Canacon's another one, too. Hey, we're giving out show tickets on there, too. Oh, sweet. Oh, on the website? Yeah, well, uh, we we actually... How are we going to give out show tickets, Lauren? Um, newsletter. Okay. Yep, on our newsletter. On our newsletter. Awesome. Okay. Cool. What else? So, uh, uh, oh, 
we got the t-shirts tour shirts coming up we already did that yeah we already did the tour shirts but hey let's hey let's tell them how they can get one of the t-shirts by joining the channel and becoming a member if you become a legalizer in chief and then you know follow us at cannabis industry lawyer on instagram and dm us your address you just have to do that for a month um and that will be I, I I can't tell. I, I can see Lauren by backstage and saying something, and I wasn't sure if she was talking. I think about she was hot as fuck. <laughs> oh, no, she's just warm. It is warm hey, in Chicago. Hey, I, I got I got something for you real quick because you know it is almost four twenty somewhere, and uh-huh. uh, you know I, I I took two of these with me to Mexico. These these pens, and I'm not sure if the tech is available where you're at. Let me. Uh, so you know, as as I we experience tech in each state, it's going to be different. This one is a disposable pen. Uh-huh. So most pens will screw off and detach with this right. the battery Five section. Yeah, yeah. No, you just straighten hell, and then and, 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 and it and it works like this. This is why it's disposable. I mean, it's obviously not the most equal friendly, but you know, it's not my place to like stop this company. I mean, it's not going to work that way. People like disposable shit. I mean, I I wish it was more bio friendly. Yeah. How do you even go about recycling that stuff? Because there's a battery in that. There's glass. There's plastic. There's yeah, metal. I mean, it's it is an issue. The vapes uh, and their waste, and not just vape waste, but like cannabis packaging waste in general. A lot yeah. of plastic. A lot of single use plastic. It's not the best thing in the world. I really like it in these light proof containers i tell you this is where i keep my 420 somewhere stash and it is 420 somewhere so why don't you fire up that uh, disposable vape there miggy so uh Did you know that testing people for marijuana impairment based on THC levels is not reliable? Hold on. Shock face. (gasps) It's not reliable, according to a federally funded study, probably also trying to find the dangers and harms of THC impairment. However, the Marijuana Moment is reporting that's another bogus piece of science out of uh, the federal government. The amount of THC in a person's system after consuming marijuana is not an accurate predicate. Predictor of impairment, a federally funded study has determined. So do you mean all those random UAs don't actually catch people? That doesn't catch all the bad guys? What's a UA? Urine analysis. But, you know, the random ones, that's like a lot of, you know, most companies, that's how they they live in scare tactics, right? Like, you know, let me just hold this over your head because we can do this at any time to control your life. Right. Which I don't I don't support. You know, if somebody is controlling your life, don't let them. But the research was backed by a federal grant from the National Institute of Justice, the NIJ, and it involved 20 people who either ate or vaped cannabis with varying levels of THC. Nice. They were then tested with a basic field sobriety and cognitive cognitive tests. While the groups that received doses higher than five milligrams of THC were all negatively impacted and experienced observable psychomotor impairment, the RTA international researchers found that THC levels in biofluids were not reliable indicators of marijuana intoxication for the study participants. Right. But again, your body has a cannabinoid system. Right. 
Right. But that, that this kind of raises questions about the per se laws that are in place in several states. Like in, in Illinois, I think, is one nan, nine nanograms or nanomilliliters or something like that. We could try to pull up what the standard is in Illinois and then in all these other states where they have this threshold. And if you test over that threshold, they presume impairment. Five nanograms in Washington state. And then, yeah, that's the thing is not it's not science fact. It's not based. There has to, the big thing, my big issue with the uh, regulation. Why does it always have to be like this? This punishment, this thing. Like, if you have over one ounce, you're a bad guy. If you have, you know, uh, over ten plants, you're a bad person. You know, these stupid arbitrary numbers. It, right. it, it, it doesn't mean shit. Yeah, it looks like Illinois updated theirs to be ten nanograms or more so if there's thc of five nanograms or more in the whole blood or 10 nanograms or more in other bodily substances for example urine it shall be presumed that person was under the influence of cannabis and so that's these per se drugged driving laws illinois has one maybe your state does too very often it's at that five or ten nanogram amounts but this this study kind of shows, well, that's stupid. You know, that's that's not doing anything except for criminalizing people arbitrarily. That's it. That's it. We're, we're creating criminals. Right. You know, that's we're all creating this new all- criminals. That's right. That's, that's it. Why are you creating so many darn darn criminals, people? But why do we have to, like, punish people for existing I don't know, but normal deputy deputy director Paul Armentano said these are important findings and they come as no surprise. Despite a handful of states imposing per se THC thresholds or part as part of their traffic safety laws, there exists no science demonstrating that these arbitrary limits are reliable predictors of either recent cannabis exposure or impairment. In other words, THC does not lead to impairment. But the concentration of that compound in body fluids does not accurately correlate with the extent to which a person is impaired. <laughs> Again, it, it, it loves the fat in our body. It clings. It's, it's not toxic, right? Your body is probably also going to then use it when it needs it if its endocannabinoid system gets out of whack. You know, there's all sorts of reasons why it would just still be in your system. Well, I, I just think we still have to tell people, like, there is a such thing as endocannabinoid yep. deficient. Like, right. and that's society in general, right? Like, but yeah, this is the, yeah, but this is the, the feds. I mean, this is the National Institute of Justice saying that, you know, if the, there was negative impact in the sense that people that got more than five milligrams of THC experienced observable psychomotor impairment, uh, but they found that the THC levels in the biofluids were not reliable indicators of marijuana intoxication for their study participants. I want to know what that observable thing was like. You know, when they say, hey, you want to go do that? And the guy just slowly looks up and goes, man, man eventually. Just, uh. Perhaps. Or maybe it was them uh, moving more uh, slowly or deliberately or who knows? I mean, like, why, we should probably do our own study later. <laughs> I, I've been but doing a study for a lot of cool. weeks, you know. I, I'm still doing my over 20-year study. and uh, Oh, I, you're doing the long-term research. Yeah. What is the long-term research reporting, Biggie? So far, uh, it, it doesn't mean shit. <laughs> Uh, the, you know, meanwhile, we have a, a, a New York prison locked up uh, men for drugs. Now the site will grow marijuana. 
What? Okay. This is interesting. A New York prison locked up men for drugs, and now it will become a marijuana farm. Until closing a decade ago, a sprawling state prison in the town of northwest New York City locked up men convicted of drug crimes and others. And in ironic news, it will now be used to grow the things that people used to be arrested for and then locked up for. It's just total total meta usage there. It's a circle uh, of life, man. Circle of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Warwick aims to turn what was a medium security complex in Orange County into a bustling regional hub for growing and processing cannabis. That's got to be, cr- I mean, you know, it's got to be thick wall, so it's got to be great and easier to, to contain the, you know, once you just do another coat probably inside, it's probably a great grow facility because I, yeah, I would uh, think. Nothing that's 80 years old is a great grow facility. You know, you would need substantial retrofitting to actually make some high quality flower out of that building. Well, internally, yeah. But if you're outside structure, bone structure, right? If it was all concrete cement from like the whatever 1800s was first made, you know, back when stuff was like. But there's so much electrical and there's so much HVAC and water and power differences by then. Like, I wouldn't want to do a retro. I just want to be like, all right, well, bulldoze it. Why? Yeah. (laughs) Because I don't want to be screwing around in that thing. Yeah. No, no, I feel you. That's that's just me being like all like I like architecture and stuff. But uh, then meanwhile, we got in dc they're shocked and disappointed by biden when he moved to uphold the ban on recreational cannabis sales what so what? Uh, dc elected officials and business owners are voicing their frustration following news that president biden's proposed budget would continue to prevent the district from legalizing recreational cannabis sales when that is a six trillion dollar budget plan but it does not allow for uh, uh cannabis sales in the states and uh, not the states the nation's capital of washington dc but that's why dc should be a state because why are these type of stipulations being issued from congress and government it shouldn't be up to i know why because Rep- uh, representative andy harris who's a republican from maryland introduced a budget rider in 2014 and republicans in congress have regularly renewed the provision in annual appropriation legislation. And so that uh, that budgetary rider in 14 blocked D.C. from using local tax revenue to launch a regulated market for recreational cannabis. So D.C. would love to have cannabis licenses, recreational cannabis licenses and sales, but the federal government won't let them do it because they don't have any money to get it done. So an out-of-state person added a rider to a bill that influenced another location you know another can't we can't call them a state another city's it's territory uh, it's a district of columbia yeah but it it shouldn't have been that right right like it should have been like the the the, the people of the district columbia voting for their you know which they kind of did yeah but the harris writer as it is known Hopefully it was going to be scrapped this year, and it's not. The Outlaw Report is reporting on this, and shout out to them. Uh, They're out of Maryland, which is also where this Rep. Andy Harris calls home. Uh, So anyway, D.C. officials were also gearing up for the ban to be lifted because D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser and Council uh, Chairman Phil Mendelson introduced separate bills previously in D.C. to legalize and regulate commercial cannabis sales. It's like they don't want success. It's like, why do you hate the future? Yeah. Why can you not future um, Representative Harris? Andy Harris. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, we got a strain today? 
Oh, gosh, if we have named that strain, we should play it. It's about half past the hour. In Name That Strain news, there's a strain for you to name. For uh, the people that are listening at home, uh, Miggy is back from his sabbatical, and he's just raring to describe to you uh, the details of this nugget. So, Miggy, if you would, please. Yeah, we got a pretty long cola here. Uh, nice little bud. Not cola. Not cola. Uh, nice Brax. Very tense. Very well very well trimmed uh close you know uh that's a hand trim like you see a machine trim would have just you see how it's kind of textured and yes. so like you could see the bud texture as opposed to it just all being shaved at the same like uh size well doesn't the machine more of a tumble too don't they yeah, just like more of a tumble and yeah. so it, it just looks like it's a little bit more compressed but then you know it's so much it saves so much time and money and then it depends on like where the bud is going but that's that's a good looking bud it's got the dark uh, orange bracts with the uh, the light hues of hunter green and uh, I would say like a forest inside. But uh, all right, all right. well, uh, should we should we give them any hints about this? Because like, there's usually we have more viewers. It must be summer vacation because uh, our viewer count is down in the only 118. Uh, maybe we're just not as good as we used to be. Uh, you know what, though, man? I don't know, man. I, I have faith that people will show up when they need to. All right. Well, uh, shout out to one of the real OGs of uh, the cannabis strains. There is a haze in this one. The haze plant, but what type of haze? So that's that is the um, uh, the hint. And now into should we do a roll call with the new members? Oh, my gosh. Yes. Thank you. Oh, man, we have we have a whole bunch of new members. Mike Me Anderson, Christina Vella. Uh, how do you pronounce that, that name? Valdez. Valdez. And she's a maybe next story supporter. Maggie, what's your next story? Uh, you know, I'm going to uh, I'm going to highlight some of the stuff that in the trip. And that's why I brought the pen and I was just smoking mm-hmm. just now because um, I did take some clips overseas uh, over down in Mexico. Oh, so, nice. Shout out to Buzzwick. Amnesia Hayes. Amnesia Hayes is a famous Cannabis Cup winner. First place in 04, first place the Tiva Cup in 12. And it's been popularized in the coffee shops of Amsterdam. Uh, Amnesia Hayes is composed of a cross between a staple sta- strain of Hayes and several different different land races, including a Thai, a Hawaiian, and Afghani. And Afghani. Uh, uh, the Amnesia land race may actually, uh, it's not the Amnesia land race. Amnesia haze may actually drive inspiration rather than forgetfulness. The Afghani indica in its genetics makes for a well-balanced, albeit somewhat cerebral high. Nice. Hey, yeah. uh, I'll keep on doing the, uh, uh, the, oh yeah. So roll calls. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'm all over it. I miss you guys. Like I, you know, there's so much to get caught up on, not only here, but like in the personal work life, when you walk away from work, Oh my God, dude, there's so much shit to get caught up on. I didn't realize I did that much shit. Yeah. But uh, also, thank you to Fred Vidrine, uh, Spooky Girl, Savannah Marana, Michael Carmona, who's another my, my Miggy story, Jerry Nix, the Miggy, uh, Montana Entertainment, uh, Brian C., Legalizer in Chief. Thank you so much. Vanessa Lopez, uh, AKA Basir, or was it Aka? What do you think? I think AKA. Uh, Basir. Uh, ski, ski fish <laughs> the world. Hey, thanks for being a member. Chad Cox. Andrew Bell. <laughs> Peace. Have a great day. 
Robbie P, Roy Moores. Oh, and Mike Anderson today. Thanks, bro. Right. And so uh, for all of you guys, let's do a quick price check in Trinity Care, Peoria, Illinois. This is my local dispensary where I've been going for uh, years. We wanted to price check the Anesia Haze, but this is an aspect of uh, how supply is an issue. So Amnesia Haze actually sold out. Uh, we can't do a price check on Amnesia Haze, but this is what they got now. They got Gorilla Butter by Arise, and that is $59, an eighth of an ounce. That is a medical price. That'll be $59 out the gate. You don't have to actually pay any more tax on that. Ooh, Mac One by Arise. I might want to go get some Mac, but I'm not the biggest fan of Arise because they do uh, aeroponic cultivation. I just don't think they have any flavor. I Dude, you guys' prices, though, I just, you know, and again, legalization. Oh, yeah. You want to see, uh, let's, uh, Lauren, could you go to the concentrate prices? Let's see how much a gram of shatter is going for in Peoria, Illinois. One gram of Bedward Grow Crumble. It's 10% off. It's 54 bucks. So uh, shout out to Mike Anderson. It gives us a super sticker, man. That was awesome. Uh, Chunk Dog Crumble. So like, that's not bad. $54 for a gram. I've seen it way higher, but that's, it's, wax it's not uh shatter yeah. shatter's more expensive but but still i mean this you know this this thing that uh the patience right like that's what got us where we're at the fact that it's you know prop 215 it's medicine like mm-hmm. and, and then domino by domino state by state you know a medical program is created yep but yet But then, like, that's the difference. And so medical programs are created. And so in Illinois, it's a 6.6% state excise tax. But uh, that's for medical. For uh, adult use, you have a 16% cannabis excise tax. Those are ridiculous prices for patients, though. Like, like, someone has to consume a lot. Right. You know, a, a weekly basis, you know, two and a half ounces uh, every two weeks is your uh, allotment. So, like, if you wanted to max it out, do you have any idea how much two and a half ounces every two weeks would cost? I mean, like the the ounce price retail, you could pay four hundred, so it'd be eight hundred, and maybe make it nine hundred for two and a half ounces, right? So you would do that twice, so it'd be eighteen hundred dollars a month. It's still a death sentence for patients because it's just not feasible to to, 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 to what I've seen people in real pain consuming a lot of concentrate. I mean, a lot stuff that would just knock me out and be like, I can't handle, but real people, real ailments consume a lot. And to, 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 to reach that level of wellness where you, you're comfortable, uh, those prices are just, I mean, you're, you're looking at thousands a month, thousands Mm-hmm. For, for, for something that, that that takes a seed and time and yeah but this this mountain uh skies guy i wonder if he's a, a big fan of um aeroponically grown stuff i mean i i just i just because washington state we had it with with the, with the the pure capitalism again the, the ideal hippy dippy market and everybody had a chance i could grow my own and bring it in but it existed it happened, man, and it should happen again. Yeah, for everybody. Well, Louisiana lawmakers have voted to end jail time for marijuana use. So that's some good news and epically yes. great news. Uh, Louisiana lawmakers vote to end jail time for marijuana use out of the AP on June 7th. In a demonstration of the changing opinions about marijuana use, Louisiana lawmakers have agreed that people caught with small amounts of pot for recreational use should not go to jail. Voting money to send a bill lessening the penalties to the governor's office. Sweet. Well, we should update the map uh, on Cannabis Industry Lawyer and have Louisiana indicate that it is decrimmed. 
wonder how much is decrimmed. So the Senate vote was 20 to 17 and final passage by Rep. Cedric Glover, a Shreveport Democrat, the exact number of votes it needed to pass the chamber. All right. The House already had backed the bill in a 68 to 25 vote. And that's how you create a new market, because from now on, everybody's been carrying 13 grams on them. Mm hmm. I mean, this is it. This is how you slowly win. Just like in uh, um, uh, uh, Ohio, where they're going county by county and doing a decrim. Uh, at least this one's a big shot for the state. And now it's going to be upon the people who the, the real outlaws really take a, a chance to grow. And hopefully they don't have anybody that, you know, bad neighbors or bad business deals, you know, because there are people- bad neighbors and bad business deals. You're living in America. Have you met Americans? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but like this one isn't it's not a big decrim bill. It's 14 grams. A half ounce would be decrimmed. Uh, right. a misdemeanor uh, carrying a fine of a hundred bucks, you know, sometimes it wouldn't it be fun though. Like if you saw like a, that, that weed that you had for Mexico, if you were caught with that, I think you should be fined a hundred dollars. Be like, son, what are you doing? Oh, I hated myself. Jesus, that is terrible. It looked like one of those. Uh, I remember smoking swag uh, 20 years ago. And it would just be like you'd smoke it and you'd be like, I can't. I just I, you, you'd smoke as much as you could, but it would just hurt and it, it wouldn't get you any higher. You know, I took one hit and I didn't smoke no more. But I did spend the time breaking up the seeds and I took all the seeds and, and dumped them on my drone bag. Mm-hmm. And uh, 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 figured, okay, loose seeds probably might not scan like anything. Right. And sure as shit, I got a whole bunch of Mexican seeds that, uh, you know, well, some I'm going to grow and some I hope to give out. I don't know. I don't know, man. Uh, it's just interesting that they still have not even decriminalized cannabis in many of the states. Uh, and then the uh, who's the actual governor and has the governor signed it? Because like the governor hasn't signed uh, the fix for the cannabis licenses in Illinois yet. The governor's kind of sitting on that one right now. And I think it's just because they want to be ready to go. Uh, so there it is. Governor John Bell Edwards, a Democrat, has not taken a public position on the bill. Well, and I'm sure it'll be signed, but you know, I, I just think when you have these low level limits, when you have a set amount and say, this is my right to have and possess, now you're going to create a traditional market almost, right? Where say like in states that do have a real recreational market, I have legalized it with their infrastructure of regulation, but in Louisiana, you're going to have the growers going to be your predominant people, but the, the storefront people, the people, your salesmen, we're all right. going to be walking around carrying 13 grams, you know, because I mean, let me tell you how you get how you get weed in Mexico. Right. The guy walks by and goes, you want to buy a hat? I'm like, no, but you got weed. He's all. Oh, yeah. And that's how you get shit. Yeah, but, well, one of the interesting th- juxtapositions that we can do on this is uh, transitioning to the next story, because one of the people that are doing the pushback, the opponents of this decriminalization bill in uh, Louisiana say frequent marijuana use can damage the brain. And they argue that the drug is a gateway to substance abuse issues uh, in cannabis does not damage your brain news. The NFL is now going to start funding marijuana research as federal po- uh, prohibition adversely impacts studies into opioid alternatives. Alternatives for players. The marijuana moment is reporting. Uh, this is out of June eighth. Maybe they just heard about patent six six three zero five zero seven. 
Well, because then it's finally off patent, and now it's uh, land grab time because that patent is expired. We did a show when that patent expired. It was hilarious. Hopefully, we tagged that right. But yeah, a commission formed between the NFL and the league's player union plans to award up to a million dollars in grants for researchers to investigate the potential, the therapeutic potential of marijuana, CBD, and other alternatives for opioids for treating pain. Wait until they re- well, like wait until they realize that it's also a neuroprotectant, and so you know that you're going to be out there and how many concussions do football players get oh man yeah i mean imagine if concussions were a pie chart right what percentage of the pie would go to football players if if, if, not global concussions because then we have soccer players that are going to start eating that pie but then you know in this it's got to be most of them uh, have yeah and the fact that they have a neuroprotectant that's out there like in cbd or thc that they could also then be using to treat their aches and pains uh, so yeah kudos to the nfl for doing that again we are behind 100 years of research because of uh racist non-scientific pro you know this whole basis of law you know like if we could just kill the filibuster we might actually have something come through i'm telling you man i think that's gonna be the holdout because right now all the bullshit going on you know it's like the fact that you got people like i look i don't give a fuck about democrat republicans but let's face it uh did you watch have you seen in uh um, the, the barat movie uh Borat? yeah i've yeah. seen the Borat movies you see the newest one uh, yes, the one that was on Amazon with Rudy Giuliani playing with himself. Yeah, well, you see the two guys that he hanged out with in uh, Washington State. Oh, yeah, I kind of remember them. Uh, I, I only saw the movie once, and so when it came out, so it's been several months. But yeah, I kind of remember him like living with some pretty rural folk. Yeah, and so like they're 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 from Washington State, but uh, they just did a show with just those two guys where they like confronted them about like, hey, how you're not getting injected by the five G virus. You know, shit like that. And, and and then at the end, they meet Hillary Clinton. And, and, and apparently her horns didn't pop out. And, like, she didn't, like, suck their souls out. You know, just, I hate to say it, but those two guys are the representations of the Republicans. Like, you people need to get your shit together and, and, and kick McConnell out. Like, I don't, you know, this is where we're not having this whole bipartisan thing. Yeah. Let's stop with this freaking brouhaha. You know, I, you want to make it a brouhaha. And the fucking filibuster. Let's 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 legalize it. Like that's how it's going to happen. Seriously. And then like it's one of those deals where everything's politicized. Even things we both agree on, they're going to politicize to stop stuff from happening. But then you know the the Republicans that have been against this, and so in every state in which you've seen uh, immense pushback from you know like the people, like Mississippi or in South Dakota or in Arizona. Uh, very often, well, in Arizona's was in the 90s, to be fair. But then um, when the people have voted for something, the legislature, which is usually the Republican legislature, then rolls back all the, the cannabis legalization that they've done. It's it's quite frustrating. Well, my, my thing is, too, as a single issue voter, rather than be Republican, Democrat, I'm just saying that I'm a single issue voter, which I think uh-huh. is a multi-level issue because it's justice, it's wellness, it's uh, textiles, right? You legalize cannabis and so much more could happen with just our infrastructure and society and, 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 and judicial systems and then reconfiguring out the funding for policing and all the other shit. Like it would just make our nation better. Yeah. But yet people want to argue like you said you they politicize everything right the fact that mask became a fucking thing like mask. that's just mask dumb. political yeah a vaccine the people that like haven't gotten the vaccine yet 
that's because they chose not to like the and then that's kind of politicized now, too. But the, let's still go back to how great this news is from the NFL. They are going to solicit grant money. So you can get yourself some of that NFL money and not have to get hit in the face or in the head or, <laughs> or like sack or tackle anybody because the NFL is soliciting grants and, and proposals from investors who have the current capacity to carry out study aimed at supplementing the PMCs. And what does PMC stand for in this? Um Pain management protocol. What is PMC's knowledge about a pain management athletic performance in elite football players? But the league is specifically desiring uh, proposals in three areas of injury. The effects of cannabinoids on pain, the effects of non-pharmacological treatments in pain in elite football players, and the effects of cannabis or cannabinoids in athletic, perform uh, athletic performance regarding psychomotor reaction time, cardio respiration function in elite football players. These proposals are due uh, by July 31st first and all they're gonna find out is the same shit we've been talking about for, well, i've been talking about for 20 years canvas doesn't kill it fucking makes you better it's a wellness issue it's it's just redundancy right now you know the, the fact that our pe people's lives are still messed with the, the the fact that when i was coming back from mexico i was more scared about the pen that i took with me from the united states to come back in with i mean there's just our priorities are all messed up and until we can get this one i don't think you know what I mean? That's going to be the next step for us. Right. Right. And so, like, you know, this is also kind of going in line with how the NFL had already changed its policy so that the players will not be penalized if they test positive for cannabis. Well, they've already changed that law. They're they're their rule. They're they're allowed off off time consumption now. As well, of this I mean, year. Yeah, most states. I mean, the, yeah. Why would as a player? Why wouldn't you be smoking cannabis instead? Because like, I have gotten drunk and I have gotten high, and if I had to do something as physically demanding as like play football for a living, I would not be getting drunk at all. It'd be like, no, man, I can't. I gotta go fucking run forty yards in like less than four and a half seconds. Why? It's what I get paid to do. You know, it. it you just wouldn't have time to do it, and they would have a safer alternative to use um you know it'd be good for them it'd be good for everybody if we well the nfl has an image problem they had an image problem two years ago i i used to make jokes that the nfl says it's okay to hit mary but not mary jane you know what i mean like that when there was more domestic violence in the nfl and they allowed alcohol and all the the other drug abuse but god forbid you smoke a joint and you know like ricky williams and just be a good player and, and call your day done right you know that man never had any uh controversy except for the weed stuff as far as i know yep and that's that's really interesting that they are going to be exploring and studying and doing research in these however all this all these people are going to be applying for this grant money they're going to be operating in what only the states where it's actually legal to do and it's not federal money. So the NFL is actually paying to get uh, research done uh, because the, the feds won't. The only stuff that the feds have been researching for the past 50 years is, well, can we find the harm in this? Can we find the harm in that? Can we find the problem? Like uh, when you tell science what the answer should be, that ain't science, you know? Well, isn't that what happened with the oil industry like in the 50s? Where they did the all the research about how oil and or the cigarette companies, cigarette you know, companies. like yeah, yeah, yeah. We we do, or just or, or just like the police who fucking do all the shootings. We done our research or we investigated ourselves and found no wrong. I mean, right. we were we are going to self regulate. Yeah. 
no, it just doesn't work. But uh, yeah. Oh, I see what it is. Uh, the NFL, uh, the we were talking about a PMC, the Pain Management Committee. So the NFL's uh, nonprofit, and they're because the NFL is like, I think the the most successful nonprofit in the world. Because I mean, by terms of success, I mean money, how much it's worth. And so their NFL uh, Pain Management Committee. That is the PMC, and then that was PMC co-chair Dr. Kevin Hill. Uh, it was interviewed by the Marijuana Moment regarding the NFL's new grants, whose proposals are due by July 31st. Right on. Wow. Awesome. Well, that's going to do it for Cannabis Legalization News, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure you like and subscribe to keep up with all Cannabis Legalization News. We'll see you on Sunday. Thank you.